Hello from Ellensburg, Washington, USA. This is the Nick Zentner Geology Podcast, episode 117. Ice Age floods, A to Z, exclamation point. Thanks for listening. Well, it's winter, more or less. We just changed our clocks. It's Sunday, November 5th, 2023. And that cues me up to uh, realize that the dark days are with us, not a whole lot of sunlight, and it's time to spend a bunch of time indoors. And in my case, I don't know about your case, but I need something to do to get through the winter. Especially as I get older and older, I I just need a project. And so I am starting a brand new live stream series called Ice Age Floods A to Z. And our first session, session A, will be this Thursday, November 9th, at noon Pacific time. Noon Pacific time. So that's different than the past few winters. So let me just finish my thought. This winter, we're going to do two live streams a week every Thursday at noon Pacific, and every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific. Thursdays and Sundays from mid-November to mid-February. That's the plan. And if you have no idea about this format or why I'm doing live streams involving geology topics here in the Pacific Northwest, I guess that's the purpose of this particular audio episode dear listener, to give a little backstory on why this format exists, why I continue to operate this way during the winter. I already gave you a hint. It's like some of it's just personal. I like like a project. Uh, But I I think it's more than just a uh, selfish pursuit. I I am pretty sure, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that it works for a lot of people. And Okay, so that's that's the idea. So let me let me continue with the opening statement. So I just gave you the schedule one more time. Thursdays at noon Pacific, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, does that mean I'm going to do it on Thanksgiving in here in the States? No, I'll have a bunch of family here. Am I really going to do it during Christmas time? I'm not sure. I think the kids are coming home a little bit early for Christmas this year, so... I guess I will kind of, if the house is empty and there's not a whole lot going on, even if it's whatever, whatever, more or less, there won't be a whole lot of interruption and we'll be kind of working our way through the winter. Okay, well, what are the plans? You're saying, well, I I don't normally watch your video stuff, but maybe I would uh, join something like this uh, live or at least watch some of the replays of your of your recessions. Why, what's this alphabet thing? What's this A to Z thing? And why would I want to join live? Why, why would I actually take time out Sunday morning before I watch NFL Sundays? Uh, the London games are crap usually. So you know, why would I do this? Why would I be part of it? Well, that's, that's what I, I don't know if I'm really trying to convince you of anything, but maybe if I describe the deliverables what for this series maybe you would motivate be motivated to join us even if you've never really joined the live things before 
I like the format, and this is the fourth year in a row that I've done it. Well, let's talk about that. Okay, so apparently I want to talk about that first, and then I'll, I'll tell you about the specific plans. And there are no specific plans. That's that's the punchline. Okay, so, uh, okay, how do I do this? Okay, this goes back to just before the pandemic in 2019, I was invited to be the public outreach person for a National Science Foundation grant proposal. And I ended up calling those folks the dream team. Michael Eddy from Purdue University was the lead, and he's the guy that invited me. And he's a young professor. I'm very impressed by him and his work as a doctoral student at MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, was the last PhD student of Sam Bowering, and it was the North Cascades. And so I was flattered to be invited. Nobody had ever invited me to do a public outreach for a grant proposal before, and Mike found uh, a couple of lectures I did on YouTube a little bit earlier, some of those downtown things. I didn't know him at all, really. So then the pandemic happens, and, you know, we all know what happened there in our own lives. And then perhaps you know that I just started teaching myself how to do YouTube live streams from my backyard. I did 75 of them in the spring of 2020. This is old hat for most of you. And that audience grew and grew and grew and became quite a community. And so once I got done with those 75 I just went week to week, but by the time I got to late June of 2020, I needed a break. And um, But I was so energized by what had happened that I wanted to continue. It would just have been dumb to just build this whole community of people and then just not do anything beyond that spring, where the hardest part of the pandemic. So I decided that I would teach myself a bunch of North Cascades geology because I was extremely weak with the details of that content. And I was supposed to be the public outreach person and interviewing these geologists in the field and doing all sorts of delivering uh, details of what this grant was doing. It's still going on, by the way. And so I thought, well, instead of just doing my homework by myself, which was the norm to this point, my whole, you know, the last 35 years, I would just, you know, do my reading on my own and try to stay up to date on what's going on as a geologist. I thought, well, I'll just do it with these live stream things. And I wanted, instead of, so the, the, the previous live streams, those 75 were just kind of scattershot, like what I was just trying to fill the week. I was just trying to keep myself busy. And each live stream episode had nothing to do with the one that happened the night before. So I thought, well, how can I have a group of live streams that are kind of built on a theme? And how can I make it clear that there's a whole bunch of these that work together? And how many should I do? So I thought about it for a while. And I came up with this gimmick that I would do 26 episodes, all of them live, and they would be centered on a theme. And the first series I did 
was exotic terrains A to Z. That was in the fall of 2020. From my home, from my backyard, but for the first time I was kind of reading new scientific papers and then discussing them with the group. And I think even then I was posting the papers on my website and so I was shocked that so many people were viewing us live, number one. Number two, so many of them were actually <laughs> taking the time to like do their homework and read a paper, a, a complicated, detailed scientific paper that geologists were writing for each other. And yet we've got people from all sorts of backgrounds and all sorts of countries reading these papers. It was, it was surprising and really fun. Okay, so I got to the end of that alphabet series, and then I heard from a couple of geology professors like they were watching, and then one of them, Basil Tickoff at the University of Wisconsin, was inspired to propose a Penrose conference in part based off of all this energy and excitement that I was creating just from my backyard in my living room, which was totally unexpected. So then the following winter, I thought, well, I'll just keep going with this terrain business, this exotic terrain business, but I will focus on the Eocene. And I came up with a crazy Eocene A to Z series. And instead of in the fall, I decided, well, I'll just do it during the darkest time of the year. So I started in mid-November and I went through February. And that was also tied to the Dream Team, the, the Dorinth Cascades project. So I was just continuing to read up on papers and and whatever winter that was, this is a couple winters ago, um, I started interviewing geologists live during the live streams. That wasn't done the, the first time around. So that was a new twist and that was kind of fun. And then last winter, which was the winter of 2022-23, starting in November, that was also exotic terrains, and that was Baja, B.C. If you're a longtime listener of these audio episodes, you know all this. You've heard me kind of reporting, and I would usually just drop out of sight for most of the winter here because I was so consumed by these ongoing alphabet series, as I've, I've come to call them, A to Z alphabet series, 26 episodes. And the Baja, B.C. thing was... That was hard stuff. I really enjoyed it, but it was hard. It was dense. And I don't know if I'll say this on Thursday. I probably will. I noticed for the first time that the number of people watching the replays and even being there live was starting to tail off uh, as that Baja BC alphabet series went on. And... I don't obsess over the view numbers. In fact, I rarely look at analytics of anything because I just try to follow what interests me. But last winter's alphabet series was about as hard as the content will probably ever get with what I'm doing with all this outreach stuff. So complicated, so many just odd personalities of people. We're getting to the details of paleomagnetism. We've got, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a, ch it wasn't a chore, but, and I really liked it, but 
I, I knew as that winter last series last year went on, I knew that there were less and less people showing up because it was just so hard to follow what was going on. So I think one of my main messages, and thank you for being here with me, I'm, I'm kind of really trying to think carefully what I want to do this first couple of letters this week, in other words, this coming Thursday, November 9th at, at noon. What am I going to do in the first episode? I'm starting to think seriously about it for the first time right now here in the basement. What was I going to just say? Hang on. What was I going to say? Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to make the point pretty quick. This is going to be easier. <laughs> I don't know if I'll say it exactly like that, but uh, we're going to talk about the Ice Age the entire winter. We, we don't have to try to figure out where North America was, what the latitude of North America was, where a piece of California was what angle the ocean plate was subducting, all this all this mental gymnastics with, with all this complicated Baja BC stuff. In many ways, this winter will be easier to follow. Will be more... I don't know, how can I say it without sounding like it's going to be boring? Like, some of us really like a challenge. But I... I th yeah, I'm just thinking things out right now, obviously, stuttering here. The, the idea is that we're just in the most recent three million years of time. We still have the ice. We still have the ice on our planet. It's not that that most recent glacial advance is, is still here. We still have the ice temporarily. And the landscapes that we will be discussing here in the Pacific Northwest, most famously the Channeled Scablands, but we'll be in western Washington, we'll be in the Rockies, we'll be up in B.C. Those are, those are tangible, familiar places. And that's, yeah, okay, that might work. So, so the idea that when we were talking about exotic terrains and, and we're physically going to, what do you want, the North Cascades Highway, if we're thinking about exotic terrains back in the Cretaceous, back at the dinosaur time, we're all looking at that mountaintop, but we're trying to visualize a totally different world. The mountain wasn't there. The highway wasn't there. The valley wasn't there. Well, this coming winter, starting this Thursday, it's going to be a visual feast and in so many cases, the familiar places to many of us are the actual landscapes we do want to visualize. In other words, everything is fresh. Everything is young. Everything is newly formed in the grand scheme of things. We don't have to go back that far in time. And so for even the most casual viewers, I think it will be much more likely that they'll stick with us to the end. And, yeah, and it's not going to be all geology. I really don't know how much I'm going to veer off of the geology, but there's going to be plenty of history. 
going back to the 1880s, the 1890s, the 1920s. Yeah, I'm talking about J. Harlan Bretz. I'm talking about Bailey Willis and George Otis Smith and Israel Russell and Richard Foster Flint. All these, these names, and, and that does go back to the backyard of 2020 where I was out of material, and so I was uh, running out of gas, really, with those live streams from my backyard, but I was, I was doing some episodes just on individual geologists. Thomas, Thomas Simons coming down the Columbia River in like 1881 or something. I was just scrambling and putting episodes from the backyard on there, and, and those view numbers were... It does sound like I listen. Whoa. I am revealing that I guess I do pay attention to view numbers more than I've let on earlier. Yeah, I still don't really, doesn't change the way I operate. But yeah, that, that, that human history stuff of old white guys who are no longer with us, that's not exactly a viral video. But there will be touches of that this coming winter. Maybe more than touches. Okay, so it will be different. Possibly more people than normal will be with us. I don't know of that. Uh, the, the number of subscribers to the YouTube channel continues to climb. So I just assume that there's more people that potentially will know about this series than ever before. Does that mean we'll have more than the usual 600 or whatever live with us? Will there be more than the usual about 10,000 people that watch the replay of each of these episodes? Maybe. That'd be fun. If there's twice as many people as normal, if there's 1,200 every time we get together live, and if there's 25,000 that watch every episode, will that change the way I operate? No, I don't think so at all. Okay, so let's say you're skeptical. You're like, uh, well, I'm, I'm about to stop this one, by the way. This isn't that interesting. You're not talking about the details of some geology research. I'm a purist. That's you talking. Okay, well, if you are, yeah, you're right. I'm not doing a detailed science report today. Hell, do I ever do that here? But you're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to watch. I don't think I'm, why would I tune in? I already know the Ice Age floods. Maybe, oh, oh that's interesting. Maybe that would be a reply. It's like, yeah, I already know all that stuff. Missoula floods, right? Yeah, Glacier Lake, Missoula, uh-huh. Yeah, Dry Falls, Palouse Falls, Columbia River Gorge, water sloshing down to Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, I've heard that. I, I know all that. I tell all my fr I've told all my friends about that for the last 15 years. They're tired of me talking about it. This is you talking. Why would I tune in to an Ice Age Floods A to Z? That gives me the impression that, I don't know, what are you going to do? Session A is Glacial Lake Missoula. Session B is Lake Ponderay. Session C is the Ice Dam. Session D is, what? how are you going to do it? I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Oh, what? You're, you're announcing this live stream series and you have no idea how you're going to do it? That's right. That's the other thing I want to comment on here. And and you can apply this perhaps to your world and your work or your life even. This YouTube thing that started in 2020 gave me 
a completely new way to reach a bunch of people, fine. But I think the biggest change in what I was doing, and I've been doing this quote-unquote outreach stuff for 20 years or something, up until March of 2020, I wasn't doing any outreach until I had something rehearsed and polished and written out and very clear in my head. And that could be a, a you know a, a, a talk that I prepared to give at the Moses Lake <laughs> Art Gallery, or, or if, if I gave some talk at one of the chapters of the Ice Age Floods Institute, or, or whether I gave a downtown lecture in Ellensburg and had it recorded for YouTube, or whatever the format was, I would hit the woodshed, I would put something together, and I would practice it, and I would rehearse it, and I would make sure that all the rough edges were rounded off and polished just right. With the idea that I don't want to do anything in the public unless I'm totally prepared and have every last detail ready to go. And there's, don't get me wrong, there's, there's, a, there's a place for that. And I, I think the downtown lectures, for me personally, the downtown lecture stuff continues to be by far the most popular version of what I do. And it is because those things are rehearsed. Those things are, it's like one, you got one shot to do this lecture. You better do it well. And sometimes it's, it's rough and sometimes it goes well. But there, there's this sense that everything's been worked out and rehearsed and I want the best of the best version of what you have to offer me. Well, what I'm telling you with these, with these live streams, especially these A to Z series, I don't rehearse on purpose. I don't plan very far ahead on purpose. And that has completely freed me up to be brave to learn with the community that's there. I never dreamed that I would get to that point where I would learn collaboratively with a group of people, most of whom I don't know. They're all strangers, people I've never met from all over the world. But if the tone is right, and if we're all, quote-unquote, learning together, then you can, you can just feed off of what people are interested in. You can change direction. You can have a guest one day. You can not have a guest the next time. You can do something in letter C, and then you get a bunch of emails from viewers or maybe a couple of geologists who watched and said, hey, man, you are wrong on that. You, you get, well, when's your next show? You better backtrack on half that stuff you just said. You're wrong. Clean it up. And, and the, the, the message that I think is maybe helpful to anybody from all walks of life is it's the tone. If you don't present yourself as the authority figure, this is so important. From my point of view, this is, this is like one of the most important things with communicating science or communicating anything, really. If everything's so black and white and you have your facts 
and you have done your quote-unquote research and you've read a lot of quote-unquote books and you have this whole message to shove down people's throats, first off, they're going to hate you. (laughs) I don't care if it's a live lecture or not. If you just present yourself as this authority figure, it's like, listen up, you people who don't know anything. Thank God I'm here. Let me tell you all this stuff that you don't know about. Well, that's just the wrong tone. But if you change the tone and say, hey, I've, I've learned a few things recently, and maybe you've heard some of this, maybe you haven't. And I'm quite often purposefully saying, I didn't know some of this stuff till last week when I ran across it, and so it's fresh and new to me, and let me share a couple things that I've learned. That's a different tone. So generally... I do not get hateful comments. Generally, there's always a few, but generally I do not get hateful comments. Generally, I do not get animosity, even with an audience. This is back when I was doing live lectures around the Northwest. Even with uh, a crowd that, oh boy, how do I say that? I'll just say that uh, with all kinds of crowds, (laughs) with all kinds of crowds, I typically would not get major revolt in the room. And maybe it's because I was not bad with how I was presenting the information, but it's mostly because of how I presented myself and how I was open to learn new things from the people in the room. I'm still thinking about pre-2020 now, just making the, the rounds. So I'm sharing all that with you here because that's ultimately what this A to Z series is. It's a community experience. And yeah, you can watch the things in replay. That's fine. But I do think there's a certain element of magic when you are all there together. And sure, there's some live Q&A and I I get to a few of the questions. Not not all of them, of course. But the community of, of positive, we're all learning things together And the fact that I always watch the replay and I see what the live comments are, I see what people are excited by, I see the comments left below if people watch the replay, I read the emails that come in, and if you haven't been keeping up with the videos this summer, I forget if I've said it here, I'm more than just like saying that I'm learning with everybody, I'm now truly leaning on viewers to do things that interest them, to create things that they want to create based on the series. And then, and then occasionally I share what the viewers are creating with everybody, and whether that creation is new ways to view Brett's work on Google Earth or, or, or getting Brett's original journals and, and uh, and getting them to me so that I can get them to everybody, or, or poems, or <laughs> paintings, or photos, or, I mean, there, there's all sorts of kind of viewer engagement in the most corporate speak. The engagement. Oh, man, your engagement numbers are huge. You need to capitalize on that. Listen, I get that message a lot. I got I get emails every day from these business people we need to capitalize on your engagement. Delete. 
I have I have ideas on how you can capitalize on your engagement with pot delete. I'm not in it to capitalize. I realize that makes me an albatross in this country, but so it's pure, it's open, it's energetic, and I purposely don't know what I'm doing even on Thursday for session A, but I'm guessing it will be some sort of like here's the Here's the conventional story that many of you have heard about the Ice Age floods forever and ever. And we're going to spend the rest of the alphabet wondering if there are soft spots in the conventional story. And can we find some new things to learn together? It's not going to be what it sounds. I need to be clear about that. It's not going to be, here's the Ice Age flood story. You've heard most of the things, but we're going to drill down and, and study each place in the Pacific Northwest, 26 places. No, we're not doing that. We're going to be working on themes that I've already been thinking about for many months now. How much water came from Montana? Can we really call them the Missoula floods if not all the water's coming from Montana? And my most interesting question or let me say it differently, the question I'm most interested in, are there earlier floods? Are there earlier glaciations? What do we know about earlier times of ice advance and earlier times of flood erosion to carve coolies and sweep Lus away? There's enough clues out there that there's a lot of work that's already been done by scientists and I'm basically going to try to elevate quality work that's been done that has typically been ignored to this point, or at least not folded into the main story that everybody seems to know. Okay, so I think that's the episode today. What did you just listen to? You listen to a guy in his basement who's uh, probably going to have problems with a cat who's on a different time schedule because we changed our clocks. Uh, and uh, he's all snuggly this morning because it's cold and wet outside. And he's waiting for me to come out of this room so that I can hang out with him a little bit more. That's Bisha the Cat I'm talking about, everybody. But the gentleman that you're listening to, 61-year-old, sitting in his basement in the dark, talking to you into a microphone sad is talking about an upcoming series of live programs and if you want to join us for one two or all 26 of those live episodes i think you might enjoy it when should i tune in how should i do it it's simple i have a youtube channel my name is nick sentner you get to the youtube channel you'll see a playlist for the Ice Age Floods A to Z. It's not there yet, but I'll, I'll, once we start, I'll have that ready to go. It doesn't cost you any money. If you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, you just hit subscribe. It doesn't cost you any money. It just means that if you set up your notifications, you'll be reminded of when I start live streaming, even 30 minutes before the program. You'll get some sort of ding on your phone or something like that if you want to be like that. But you can join us. You can type in the live comments. If you've never been part of a live stream program before, it might be fun for you to just experience that. And again, many of you are younger people, and so you're like, yeah, I, I just watch everything on my phone. Can I do it on my phone? Of course you can. Can I leave a comment using my phone? Yes, you can. Uh, 
Is it mostly going to be a bunch of old people in the live chat? Yeah, probably. You might be the youngest person there, 22-year-old. But hey, doesn't matter what people's ages are. They're just wanting to learn some new things together, and that's the whole point. Okay, listener, thank you. Ice Age Floods, A to Z, every Thursday at 12 p.m., that's noon Pacific time, from my office, live streaming from my office, and every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time, also live programs from my office. Hope to see some of you this Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Thank you. I love you and goodbye from Ellensburg, Washington, USA.